success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And of course, we have another amazing guest for you. We have Jessica Zempel. She created Life Shocker with the idea that you are a pearl. It is the essence, the heart of who you are. The radiance of your pearl was created by layers of strength through the grit of life's experiences. Each pearl has a shell. When life brings challenges, we often close the shell around our pearl to protect ourselves. The problem is the shell creates a barrier between you and the world, making you feel disconnected to yourself and others. The shell also hides the beauty of who you are and holds you back from sharing your gifts with the world in the fullest expression. Eventually, once the protective shells start to hold us back from reaching our greatest potential. It is then time to shut the shell open with love to let your pearl shine, leading to more meaningful success. Jessica Zempel helps individuals and organizations find their deeper purpose and translate that into authentic success through transformative coaching, workshops, retreats, and motivational speaking. Welcome, Jessica. It is so great to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you for inviting me. This is such a joy and honor. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You had me at Life Shucker. <laughs> I read that and I was like, I'm in. I don't know what it is. The answer is yes. What's the question? Oh my gosh. I'm a Jersey girl. So I grew up at the beach. And so everybody knew what Shuck was. And so when I read that, I just had this visual of like the literally shucking. Um, and, and so just so, so fun. So let's do this. I We got to jump right in. Let's tell our listeners how you got where you are today what the shock right <laughs> and uh what makes you invincible oh uh, well I have to start with my stepdad he JD he's from New Jersey so I call him my Jersey shucker and uh he has a shirt and everything I don't it's so great so I might have to get you that same shirt <laughs> oh I love it that's awesome uh yeah so you know my journey started uh, at least my career journey started in the corporate space and I did a lot of mergers and acquisitions and while it was intellectually stimulating, it really didn't fill my soul. And so I, uh, you know, 15 years after going towards what I thought was my dream, I made it and, uh, and it wasn't anything that I thought it would be. And then I had no idea what to do. Here I was, I'd spent 15 years investing in this path that didn't feel like it was the right path for me. So I found my way to a program called the University of Santa Monica Spiritual Psychology. And it was essentially two years of personal transformation. I, I call it my master's in me. So I got to learn all about who I was, like my operating systems, my belief systems, what was holding me back, where my fears were. And it was some of the hardest work I've ever done. And as you know, right, talking about being invincible, it, it's been the most rewarding and liberating and freeing and joyful experience. So ultimately, that's what I decided I wanted to give to everybody else. And, and I don't like labels. So 
I had a really hard time calling myself a life coach. I think labels are very limiting and constrictive and, and it didn't capture everything I am. So I went on this journey and ended up with this concept and I am having so much fun with it. I laugh every day. And uh, what I love most about it though, is it makes transformational work more accessible. I think it can be intimidating and scary for people to really look within and make changes and take ownership of their lives. And so my whole goal is that it opens up an invitation to have a conversation. And, um, and at the end of the day, everybody needs a good shock. So, uh, <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. When you said that, I was thinking, let the shocking begin, right? Oh, that's uh, good. <laughs> yes. Listen, before we go today, I want to hear a few of your favorite shocking words. Okay. So be ready for that. I know I didn't warn okay. you. I'm warning you right now. <laughs> this is your warning. Oh my gosh. So that is so cool. And I love, you know, that this goes back to like stories of yourself stepdad and, and New Jersey. And, you know, so I can totally relate to that and I love it. And the journey, right. The journey to, I love, you know, what you're doing and, you know, I love the message here in that, you know, when you break it down, it's like, you don't really have to know exactly what you're going to do in life, right. We're evolving. And when you, the other thing too, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, you're busy climbing the corporate ladder. And when you get to the top, you realize it's leaning against the, lo the wrong wall. Right. And, and so it sounds like that's kind of what happened to you. And you, I know you were standing there like, what the shuck, right? <laughs> How did I get here? This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. And, um, but isn't it great that we have the freedom to like, just turn it around and go do something different. Right. And I love Absolutely. that. Yep. I love it. I love it. So, okay. So we, we talked a little bit about, uh, some of the tips and, and valuable things that you have learned in your journey. And so one of the ones that I would love to hear about is the letting go exercise. Yeah. So what that is, it's a journaling exercise and it's, it, it's meant to really tap into your subconscious and let out anything that is not serving you anymore. And so I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so it's, it's been hard for me to be honest and real in life. Um, in fact, I did such a good job putting this image of perfection out there that at one point in my journey, I didn't even know who I was anymore. And, and so if you can imagine, with that type of uh, behavior patterning, I never really let my emotions out uh, because it wasn't good to be angry or mad or jealous or you name it. And the other aspect to that, Cami, is um, I grew up with a father uh, who's diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic. And the experience that I had with him is that he would have these emotional outbursts uh, that were scary and hard to understand. And so that too was also part of my programming. So I had this limiting belief that if I had any emotions, that it meant that I was scary or dangerous, or you name the criticism, the self-criticism that I had. And so what happened for me is I stored all these emotions in inside and um, and then they would come out in the most inconvenient, embarrassing times, right? Because it would be just something little. Maybe I was talking to a customer service representative and I would just get set off because I had been bottling everything up. And, and then I felt even worse because I'm, I, I'm not a mean person, but I would maybe just like have an upset. And uh, anyway, so this tool really helped me get more in touch with my emotions and letting them out in a healthy way, right? And so what it is, it's taking um, loose leaf paper and uh, I often grab a candle too, just to um, help with the energy and the space. And, and then I set an intention and it could be anything from why am I so upset about X or help me understand what's holding me back from taking the next step that I know is right. Or um, it could be as general as let go of anything I could to find more peace. 
And, and then it's just writing stream of consciousness. So uh, there's no judgments of what comes up, right? It's just, this is your opportunity to let it all out. Nobody's going to see this. Nobody's going to hear this. This is just between you and the paper. And, and if you want to change your thought midstream, just go with whatever's coming. There's no rules. You don't even have to use punctuation. Um, if scribbling feels right or um, writing with your opposite hand feels right, just allow yourself to do and write whatever is coming forward. No judgments. And then um, keep writing. I, I start people with 10 minutes at a minimum. Um, if you can write longer than that, that's even better. But 10 minutes at least starts to get past some of the surface level stuff that we are already familiar with and go a little bit deeper. And then once that timer goes off, um, what you do is you rip that paper up, shred it into the smallest little pieces and get it out of your space. So if you, if you can light a fire safely, go ahead and do that. Um, if not, get it to your garbage can that's outside of your house. And the whole intention with that is I, I imagine it, it's like um, a part of my energy that I no longer want. I've put on this paper and now it's time for that paper to disappear and evaporate into the ether. So there's a ritual part of it as well. And it's very important that you don't go back and read what you've written because the whole idea is to get it out and make space for more love to come into your heart, your soul, your cells. And so by rereading it, it, you can think of that as almost like reprogramming yourself again. And, and we're trying to let that go. So you don't want to reread it. However, sometimes I get um, bursts of ideas and brilliance, like, like things I want to keep. So I, what I do is I circle those ones. So when I am complete with the process, I can go and look just at what I've circled, write that down and then get rid of the paper. And it is so freeing and liberating because there's there's no way that anybody's going to judge you for what comes up. Uh, and my invitation is that you don't judge yourself. You might be surprised at what connections come forward, often seemingly disparate ideas and times of our lives come together and we're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't need to think that way anymore. I don't need to act from a place of fear anymore. So. So it's all about letting go, giving yourself permission to be emotional. We're emotional beings. Uh, emotions are actually really, really helpful and informative. I, I use them as a compass to direct my life all the time now. Um, and so that's one of my favorite tools. And you can use it daily um, or, you know, it's, it's not easy. I actually compare it to running, right? Like I'm not a runner, but I see people running and they never look happy when they're running, but afterwards they are. So this is kind of like that. It's like, it's hard to do just because it is like, it, it, it's tapping into things we may not have been ready for before. And, but the end result is so phenomenal and life-changing. So that's, that's the um, tool technique I'd love for your people to have. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That, that is such a, and I love what you said about circling because when you go into that state of like, just letting it all out, good stuff comes out too. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. it's not like you're just, you know, filtering like, Oh, I'm only going to get the bad stuff today in these 10 minutes. So I love that because otherwise I would be the one shredding and burning the good stuff too. And then going back thinking now, what was that? <laughs> so that is such a, such a practical tip. Oh gosh. Okay. And I love what you said about being a perfectionist. And I have a question about that because yeah. There's a lot of perfectionists in the world, right? Or striving uh, to be. I don't know that anyone ever, I feel like that's not even a good word because nobody really ever arrives there, right? It's like this journey, it's an unending journey and it's a one-way ticket, right? You, <laughs> you don't go back, you never get there. It's just like, you're just going. Uh, but in the meantime, it's really messing with your headspace, right? Mm -hmm. And so do you think just in your opinion and looking back that part of that perfectionism was a covering like 
the fact that your the family had these flaws within your dad. So you're thinking like, if I could be perfect, then they'll never notice that's going on. Like, is that like a coping mechanism, do you think, for things that hap are happening behind the scenes? Yeah, absolutely. I've actually never thought about it that way. Uh, however, that really makes a ton of sense. And in my own reflections, where I've come to with that is, I always felt like if I was perfect, then I could fix everything, right? So if I didn't cause any problems, I really took a lot of the experience that was happening in my childhood on personally. I mean, I was four, so we all know that it wasn't my fault, but I, I, I believed it was for whatever part of me thought that. And, um, and so I thought, oh gosh, if I'm responsible for this, I can fix it. And so I can fix it by being perfect. If I do everything I'm told and, um, and then do more. So I also have a overachieving, uh, tendency as well, right. That, uh, has come with that. And, and the reality is I, I couldn't fix it. It, it was what it was. And, um, and it was part of my journey and I, uh, I totally love who I've become because of that, but uh, it took a while to see that. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and just from knowing you and your story, like I know that to be true, right? I know the end of the story and the listeners don't. So I think this is su such a good topic. So I want to ask you um, another question around that. Was it, um, when did you feel that you got a hold of like, what you're saying, like being an overachiever and being a perfectionist, did it have anything to do in relation to uh, the relationship with your father or uh, the mending of it? You know, because I feel like if that is the key driver, and this is kind of to get the message out to the listeners is if they're having these issues, would it be advisable to be like, hey, figure out where that's coming from and address that so these other things will go away or become more controllable. So would you say there's correlation there between one and the other? Yeah. Wow. Such a powerful question and thought process there. So a couple elements. One, I would love to share with everybody my journey with my father. So there was about 25 years um, that we didn't talk. And, and that came from a place of not feeling necessarily safe. And uh, also because I didn't understand him and I didn't understand life the way I do now. I'm not saying I have all the answers. Um, I, I look forward to you know us connecting again in five years and 20 years and seeing what more I know then. But, um, but I had a lot of judgments of him and a lot of judgments around the schizophrenia, a lot of judgments around God. And you know why, why would you do this to him, to us? And reconciling all of that is what helped me come to a place of love and acceptance with my father. So we are like best buddies again. Uh, he is one of my favorite people in the world. And I just love his perspective in life. And he teaches me so much about acceptance that uh, I could go on for hours on different stories. But my, one of my favorites was uh, he, he, he has this home that he opens up to people that don't necessarily have homes. And so there's always new and different people coming in and out of his home. And it's amazing. He does this with an open heart. And one time, one of these guests uh, stole his car. And I, you know, in my way of thinking and my way of being was a little shocked and surprised. And I said, so what are you gonna do with that? And uh, he's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know who stole your car, you know where it is, like, are you going to go get it? And he's like, no. And I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to like ask more questions because I'm so curious. I'm like, so tell me a little bit more what you mean by that. And he's like, well, he probably needed it more than me. And so it's, it's his now. And he, this man lives in Minnesota. It was January when the car was stolen. He did not have money to buy another car. So he would walk to the bus station and take the bus for the rest of that winter. I mean, to me, that is amazing for him to come to that 
decision in his his way of thinking, his way of being. I, I still can't say I am loving and kind enough to give somebody my car. And I just honor his perspective and and really take his his perspective to heart. So 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 that that's been a journey to come to a place of having a loving and healthy relationship. And for anybody out there that maybe seeking that, feel free to reach out. It's, it's not what I specialize in necessarily. However, I really can share from my own perspective of different steps and things I have done to get there. Um, and so, so back to this like perfectionism and mending that, I think where it came from Cami was I had to do my own inner work in order for my external relationships to be healed. So so it was my forgiveness of myself. So that was a lot of it. I had a lot of judgments and still do. Uh, they come up all the time. <laughs> but, but the more I can work through what those judgments are and know that the truth of who we all are is love. Like at our core essence, we're all love. And we forget that. And I feel like our journey is to really remember how incredible, invincible we are. And and so it, it was through that work that allowed me to uh, mend that relationship and also let go a little bit of the perfectionism and overachieving. And I will say too, Cami, that it's not like a, um, a switch. It's not something that just all of a sudden changed overnight. So I really look at all of this as a process rather than an event. So I, I keep working on it. and. Life continues to give me opportunities to practice a different way of being. Um, you know, I just launched a book and I could have worked on the book for five more years to make it quote unquote more perfect. And I just had to, at one point say, this is good enough. And, um, and, and there you go. Like it, it was really hard. And I can tell you so many funny stories about how imperfect it was. Like one of the um, book copies came black and white when it was supposed to be color. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, there we go. Um, another had the cover totally wrong. Another copy had a different book printed inside of it. And so it was so beautiful to laugh with all of those things saying, okay, here's my opportunity to let go and just know that it's all going to be fine. And hopefully those random copies will be worth tons of money one day because they'll be like, the only ones out there and everybody wants them. So, uh, I love it. It's I the, ta <laughs> the tales. Yeah. The tales of the perfectionist, right? It's almost like oh. the, <laughs> there's, this is the big joke. We're just going to send her all the wrong books, all the wrong prints, the wrong colors. Let's just, let's take her over the edge. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. And so, isn't it great to look back and know that like you've come this far that you can laugh at it now and you, yeah. you didn't lose it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, that was my next question was, you know, let's talk about your book a little bit. So let's tell our listeners, you know, what's the name of your book, where they can find it. Yeah, it's, it's called Shuck This Way. And it's 44 different coaching techniques that I use with um, the people I work with that really you can use for your own life or with people in your life. Um, and so uh, it's, it's meant to be really digestible, easy to pick up and read. However, I want it to be too something that provokes thought. So you could think about one of the concepts for a week or focus on it for a month um, and really go deeper into that. So it's really your own journey with the book. Uh, you can buy the hard copy on Amazon. And if anybody wants um, a, a soft copy or an electronic copy, you can just email me and I'm happy to share because my goal is the more people that have these tools uh, the better off we all are. So, um, so yeah, you can just email me at jessica at lifeshucker.com and I'm happy to share. Awesome. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you just one, one place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just gave you my email. Um, my website is lifeshucker.com and you can find me there and some different tools and techniques that may support you in your journey, so. 
Oh, you need to put out some merch, girl. Like, like a life shucker coffee mug, and you know, <laughs> like, like, just oh my gosh! All right, well, listen. Uh, before we move on, let's give our listeners some of your favorite shucker words. Okay. Oh gosh. Um, so everybody needs a good shuck is one. Um, totally shucked is another. Uh, get shucked. Uh, go shuck yourself. I mean, it's, uh, it's time to shuck, uh, shuck and awe. So I actually had um, a 40th birthday party and I designed it to be a shuck fest. And so I got the band to change all the words to songs. So every song had a shucking theme as well. So like we had twist and shuck, you shucked me all night long. Like it was endless laughter and fun. So Hopefully I can have another shock fest and invite all of you. But, uh, it, and if you guys have any good ideas, I am open and ready to laugh with you. So please send them my way. Oh my gosh. I love it. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Okay. Well, listen, <laughs> on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that they're going to meet and listen and learn from fierce female entrepreneurs and they're going to share their value and their expert zone of genius. And you did that so beautifully today. And so thank you so much for that. But we also promise them that we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to let them in behind the scenes because we know that women are constantly comparing themselves. Mm. And so when they see you and you're just amazing and brilliant and beautiful and making such an impact in the world, they compare themselves to you and they think they can't do that too, because they're not like you in whatever way it is. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what you had to overcome to enjoy the success that you have today. And so we love to just give them hope and allow them to be in your story and to just kind of have a glimpse of your journey of some of the things that you had to overcome so that we can promise them that if you can do it and I can do it, that they can do it too. So are you ready? I'm ready. And I All love right. to do this because it's uh, important to be real. Yes, it is so important. If we're going to have an impact on the world, we need to not always look pretty and perfect and beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. We need to say like, hey, there are ugly times. It is not easy. We make it look easy because they see the finished part. They never see the journey. So let's do it. Let's okay. jump right in. Let's hit them with the good. Let, let's start there. Tell us a good story about your journey. So... I've been blessed to have a number of people believe in me. And um, one of them was a gentleman by the name of Dwayne Roth. And this man, I, uh, I met randomly on a bike ride. I had signed up for a charity event to ride my bike from San Diego or San Francisco to San Diego, never having ridden more than 20 miles in my life. And so it was 620 miles and it was it was terrifying and I had to fundraise, which also was terrifying to really ask people to support me. That was a huge stretch. And so on my third ride, I meet this guy, Dwayne Roth, and we went through this wild experience on this ride. Some, a biker got hurt and it happened to be his best friend who's okay now. And, but, um, the trauma of, of that event, like connected us in this unique way. And I, I had no idea who he was or anything about him, but we rode every Sunday preparing for this bike ride down the coast. And it ended up being such a gift because 
I had just moved to San Diego. I didn't know a soul. And uh, I was in this transformative time of my life where I knew that I didn't want to be um, in, in the corporate space anymore, but I didn't know what to do next. And Dwayne was such a gift. He believed in me before I believed in myself. And he taught me that in, that you, you, you have to change your thinking. So often people look at it from like, you have to see it to believe it, right? And so we'll be waiting forever, right? If we're waiting for confidence, we, if we have to wait for confidence to believe it, it's not going to come because we see what we're looking for. And so he taught that to me in his own unique ways. And he was my biggest cheerleader. And, uh, and here I am. And I, uh, his influence on me just had such an impact. And so, uh, you know, in, in honor of Dwayne, I, I try to do that for other people, right? I want to be the one that believes in you until you can believe in yourself. So that's a lot of um, my mission in life, whether it's through my coaching or just through my friendships or um, the way I walk in the world. But uh, he is amazing. And um, unfortunately, I uh, lost him a little early to a biking accident. And um, I think that uh, that solidified and, and even strengthened the gifts I had from him. And, um, and it's uh, something that I've used to just honor him more. So we actually started a charity in San Diego, a bunch of his friends and me, and we gave to different organizations. We thought his family would love and, um, to keep his spirit alive. And the other thing I want to say about Duane is this man would connect different people and organizations and ideas that would have never made logical sense. So for example, there's three cancer centers or there were at the time that uh, would compete for funding. And instead of competing for funding, he got them to join forces and use the funding across all the organizations and really collaborate to lift the greater good. So if, if I can encourage all of you out there is like this idea of competition is so silly. Um, there's, there's more than enough. And if we're following our unique gifts in, in the world that, you know, we're keep helping everybody else so we can all lift up. So like, I, I love giving different help to different coaches because I think we need more coaches in the world and, and, and I want to support everybody. So anyway, so Dwayne, uh, was one of the best gifts in my life and still is he, and, and his family is incredible. They're still, just so loving and supportive. And, um, I'm just grateful. So he's been one of the greatest gifts and, uh, yeah. So I just love him to pieces. And then, Oh, the other thing I want to share too, is, um, you know, here's this man who had accomplished so much in our community. And, uh, when I asked him what his greatest achievement was, it was his relationship with his wife, Renee, and they had been married since college days. And so, um, that, also was very impactful to me of like making sure I had the right goals set in my life. Like it's, it's not about necessarily the money or the power or the fame or whatever, but, but the, the connections, the relationships and the love that we can um, give and receive in this world is uh, yeah. So he, he's, I mean, he, he gave me so much. So um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share about Dwayne and honor him. I love that story. I love it. And I love what you're doing with it and that you're continuing that and sharing it. But what's the most, I, I guess maybe ironic might be a, a good word is that you were get, you get, were gifted him through an accident and you were, he was taken away through an accident. And isn't that something, you know, you just, you never know, you never know life is short, but you do have to Make the the best of it, and uh, and then use those lessons which you're doing, which is amazing. I yeah. love that, and a shout out to his wife too, Renee. Sure. She's Renee. amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I'm sure she'll listen to this. So yeah. we want to definitely send her some love. Okay, well that felt good, right? That was such a warm great story with lots of love. So now we have to talk a little bit about the bad. 
Are you ready for that? No one likes I'm to talk ready. about it, right? But if it's if if you're able to help other people by those bad stories, then it's worth it, right? Then it, not that we ever sign up for some of this bad stuff, right? We would never volunteer for it. But if at the end of the day, if we have to go through it and we can use it to help others, it is so worth it. So let's give them something bad. So I touched on it a little bit before. Um, my relationship with my dad was definitely um, full of grit as, as I use in my uh, Pearl methodology, right? And a lot of things happened because of that relationship with, and, and my experience in that environment with, um, with, with just the, the danger and um, the fear. And one of them was that I started to chase money. So I created this idea that in order for me to be safe, I had to have a lot of money. And so that's actually what pushed me down the path of my corporate career. So, and I did it. I uh, became a young executive, um, but I was driven by fear. And so that is why I now see that that path wasn't fulfilling for me because it was fear-based rather than coming from a place of love. I wasn't going to that career because I loved it. I was going to that career to um, avoid my fears and, and really um, try to protect myself. And so, so for anybody that's out there um, and, and just paying attention to what's driving you, and it's not necessarily bad, right? Listen, I had a great life. Like I was in international business. I was flying around the world and it, it was great. So I don't want to make it sound like it was the worst 15 years of my life. And at the same time, the more I could understand myself and what was driving my choices, the more that allowed me to go towards my dreams and what was really authentic for me. And so, um, so I could use my dad as an excuse to hold myself back and keep playing that victim. Um, that was another thing I learned is like that I, I really thought it was happening to me and the reality is it was happening for me. So, um, I am now one of the most fearless people <laughs> in life because of what I went through as a child. And, um, and, and so I use that to propel me forward rather than hold me back. And so there's a, a gosh, there's so many lessons I could do too. It's, it, you know, because of the environment I was in, I could have just used that as an excuse to stay um, and uh, recreate what I had already experienced. And instead I used it as my inspiration to say, okay, I don't wanna go through that ever again. And I want to have a healthy uh, life that I design. Um, so that would be part of it as well. And um, the other thing, Cami, that happened with that is um, because of that experience, I, I learned how to hide from the world. And that came from being afraid, right? Because in that environment, if I was seen, it was very dangerous. And, and I carried that into my life in all ways. I hid in my friendships. I hid in my relationships. I was even a consultant for a long time, which allowed me to hide behind the CEO because then I didn't have to fully be seen. Well, that only worked for so long for me. So hiding just it, that I was being in my shell and I didn't need to be anymore. I now have a healthy relationship with my dad. I'm, I'm safe now. I've created boundaries where I, um, I, I know that I'm okay. And now I, it allows me to stand out in the world, which is ironic that I now have a book and I, you know, I go out and speak to groups and like, it's so funny to see where I am now because I was able to identify that I was hiding and then look at the possibility of what, what would look like life look like if I wasn't hiding anymore. Um, and so for any of you listening, um, wherever you are, first off is okay. And I, it's taken me a long time, a lot of tears, a lot of love to get to where I am now. And I still have a ways to go. And so my encouragement is just really be gentle with yourself through the process. Um, 
be compassionate with yourself, surround yourself with people that will support you in the journey and lift you up rather than people that will hold you back or, um, you know, be a negative influence. So, um, so yeah. And, and, and then my invitation to you as well as with any ugly stories you have or bad stories, change it, change the story. Uh, I could tell that story. And actually one of my speaking, um, uh, events is exactly that. I tell the story in two ways and then, I show people how it's the same story, but it's just a different perspective. And so my invitation to all of you is if that story is separating you from other people or holding you back or pushing you down, it's time for a new story. And so use your story in a way that's going to uplift you, uh, motivate you, connect you with other people rather than um, keeping you separate and you are going to see your life change in dramatic ways inside and out. I love that. Oh my gosh. So, so many thoughts come to mind, but what I would love to do is just for a minute or two, give our listeners some sound advice, knowing what you know now and looking back, if they are in a relationship or uh, in a family with someone with mental illness, like what would you say are your top few tips of like what they can do? Get support is number one. Um, there are a lot of people that have been through this before, a lot of people that have been trained to support you and you do not need to go through it alone. So I think that is a number one and it could look in a lot of different ways, right? So if, if you have the um, insurance and finances to get um, formal support, great. Uh, there's there's different helplines out there. I don't know them off the top of my hands, but um, the different community services, whether through a church or a yoga studio or a coffee shop. Um, but you, I think it's really important to know that you're not alone in this journey. While it's unique to you, Absolutely. Right. Nobody's walking in your shoes. Not even a sibling is walking in your shoes. Like my brother and I, we grew up in the same house, but we're different people. And, um, and he's a little bit older and he's a male and, and he's his own person. Right. So like, there's, there's just different, he's had, he had different teachers than I did and different mentors, right? Like, so even if you're in the same household with somebody, they may not fully understand you. And the other part of that is letting people understand you. So I did not speak of my experience until my mid thirties. Um, one of my best friends, Brian, uh, he pointed that out to me. I, I, I knew I kept it pretty close to my chest, but uh, here's my best friend since fifth grade. And um, even just last year, he learned a little bit more that he hadn't um, known. He's like, I had no idea you were going through all that. And, um, and that was my, my thing. And I did, now I know I didn't need to go through it alone. There's so many people out there to support you and love you and hold you. Even if they don't understand, give them a chance to try. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's so beautiful to connect with people that just want to love you and accept you. So I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, girl, are you ready for ugly? We are going ugly. Uh, yes. So yes. Um, about two years ago, um, my business was on fire. I had uh, worked my butt off and um, I started working with a number of amazing coaches that were helping me with all this, all this amazing service we were adding to the world. And, uh, then my partner got diagnosed with stage four cancer and he's okay now. Thank God. Um, and for anybody who's going through a cancer journey, um, and, or maybe lost somebody, um, you know, my heart is with you. Uh, it, it, yes. So I really honor you all or, and any type of experience really it doesn't just have to be cancer, but so um, so here I am, uh, my, my business that I'd been working on was on fire and I had a choice 
and I chose to walk the journey with him step by step. And it was the best honor to um, have one to have the ability to do that. So I recognize that not everybody does. Um, and I have designed my life in a way that there is flexibility. So I can um, make different choices. And so, so I am so grateful that I got to choose to be a part of his journey and, um, and that we live in San Diego with some of the best cancer centers in the world. Um, UCSD is who we used and their team and their holistic care was incredible. So, um, but it was dark, Cammie. Um, it was, it was hard and, um, and I'm a life coach or a life shucker. I shouldn't uh, say coach, but, um, for, for the context of situations, I, I use it sometimes, but, um, in, so I have a lot of tools. I have a faith. I have a very tight inner circle of people who love me and support me. That includes my family and some dear friends. And, um, and it was still hard. Uh, every day I, uh, would I called it the coffee run cry. So I'd go get my chai tea and I'd just bawl my eyes out. And then I came back and I was strong for him and I wanted to be vulnerable with him yet. I, you know, so there was a delicate balance of, you know, being honest with how hard things were and allowing him to focus on healing, um, given the significance of the diagnosis and his treatment and everything. Um, he was pretty much bedridden for months and, um, and it, it was gritty and, uh, uh, yeah. And, and I learned so much about myself. Um, I learned a lot about him and I learned a lot about other people and how people show up when they're afraid. And it was, it was hard and it was not glamorous. And it, um, and then the other side of it is there were a lot of people that, I never expected to show up in the ways that they did. And th so there was that side of it too. These people popped out of nowhere and um, just were angels among us. And uh, anyway, so um, it was hard. Uh, there was a lot of tears, um, a lot of stress, uh, a lot of hair loss for me. Um, uh, we made choices that we didn't want to be in public because of the danger of... Um, of germs for him. Um, so this was pre COVID. So we, we got the whole quarantine down about eight months before everybody else. And, uh, yeah, and it was isolating and, uh, it was interesting. And so I had to really sit with, um, the possibility of death, um, staring me in the face, really. Every time I looked at him, I, I had no idea, um, what was going to happen. And we still kept fighting. And I mean, he's amazing to fight the way he did. Um, it still makes like, just warms my heart, just the passion he had to um, fight to see his kids longer and to be like the leader he is. And like, he's, he's amazing. So um, anyway, so that was pretty ugly. And, um, and um that's part of life, right? Like he didn't choose it. I didn't choose it. But what I did get was a choice of how I was going to show up. And, um, I will always be happy with how I showed up. I, I cracked a bunch. <laughs> there was one time, um, the, the deli food delivery person forgot the sauce and, um, and it was the only way he was eating food. And so I literally looked at the sauce, like life or death. And I was like, you forgot the sauce. And they're like, ma'am, we'll just refund you. And I'm like, you don't get it. This is everything. The sauce is everything. And um, I mean, I just cracked And this poor delivery person was like, um, I'm not sure what to do. I'm going to leave now. And I'm like, can you just bring the sauce? Cause I can't drive. I'm too tired. It's dangerous. <laughs> it was so, so funny to look back at now. I wish I had a camera and I, you know, I called the guy and apologized the next day. I'm like, I'm sorry to scare you. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, this is what's going on, but you know, but it was real. I mean, I was putting the keys in the microwave cause I was so tired and, um, yeah. So anyways, um, 
and then, you know, what I had to do is, um, self-care, self-love. So I did, you know, I did what I could, um, in the time I, um, we were fortunate to know that the treatment was a certain number of weeks and his healing would be a number of months. And, um, but, but, uh, you know, I, I had people send cards of love. So I built this like wall of love that, um, while they thought they were writing the cards for him and they kind of were, but he was sleeping. So it was really for me. I was just asking people to love me so I could love him and lift him up. And so, uh, yeah. So for anybody going through a journey like that, I, you know, I just really, really give you my heart and, 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 and just, really honor you for choosing to show up in the best way you can, how you can, right? It, it's not one size fits all. Um, everybody's got different situations and circumstances and, um, yeah. And so because I didn't really have the support, the full support I fully wanted, even though I had these amazing angels, um, now I am finally in a place where I have healed and, uh, feel better and have my energy back. So I'm going to do a program for caregivers. So, um, so it's just, um, one way to turn the grit into a pearl is to give back the, to people what I wanted and what I needed. And, um, we're launching it in, uh, just, um, the YMC of San Diego is, um, sponsoring it and super excited to be launching this first tranche and then, um, and then we're going to be growing it from there. So super excited to support caregivers. You guys are all angels and I love and honor you all. And yeah, so, oh, that, so that, that's the recent ugly grit. Yeah. That's amazing. That, but that is amazing. Look what you're doing and you know, because of it, right. It, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you because now you can help others. Do you have a date when that is going to launch with the Y? Uh, it's, it hasn't been finalized, but it's, uh, before June. So I think okay. it'll probably be sometime in May. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, yeah. we'll make sure to add the show in the show notes. We'll add those links as they become available so that people can find that, that resource, because that is amazing. Well, this has been so, so fun. So well, I'm going to ask you one question. Um, and I'm going to have you finish this sentence for me. Okay. 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 The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. How to love themselves. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I thought you were going to say how to get shocked. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, I missed my opportunity. No, that was, no we're going to add that to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been such a joy to have you and to share you with our listeners and your whole journey has been of healing, hasn't it? When you think back, like as we've just had this conversation, you've talked about how you've healed how many times, right? From different things. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's what life's about. That's what the She's Invincible podcast is about. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up mm -hmm. and you surely are invincible. So to our listeners today, I just want to say, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.